Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome to our live edition of the Harry Potter Lexicon podcast. Uh, my name is Steve Vanderark, as it says on the screen, and I am the creator and the editor-in-chief of the Harry Potter Lexicon, Lexicon um, website. And we are going to be doing a live podcast tonight to explore the new website, to look at some of the new features. Hanging around with me tonight is Mr. Nick Moline. Nick, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, Steve? Doing good. Right. I'm... But uh, are you ready for this? I mean, okay, question before we start. Um, so, quickly, since last Thursday when we went live, mm -hmm. any thoughts? Any Anything that struck you? Um, well, I mean, other than the wonderful fighting of putting things online uh, and things temporarily going completely offline, um, it actually went fairly smoothly. Um, well, I don't mean just the, just the switch yeah. on. So now it's been almost a week. Mm -hmm. And we've been we've been watching the the as the as Google has indexed the site and we get more and more users on it all the time, um, with the exception of for some reason some weird thing this afternoon where it kind of blinked out on us. I don't think we've had any problems with the site, have we? It's been pretty well. The the servers handled handled the uh, massively increased traffic from beta time. Um, mm -hmm. It's, it's it's fun to look at the little stats and you can see right before we go live where you know our high is like 400. And then it suddenly jumps to thousands. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think our high before we went live was like 823 or something. And yeah. After we went live, we had that in like four hours. So. Right. Yeah, it's it's it was definitely a big jump. Okay. Well, the big thing that struck me, um, a lot of people have been asking something which struck me as a little bit. Uh, it, it's one of these things that when you get the feedback, you're going, oh, really? Um. Originally, the lexicon never had alphabetical indexes. It was just all sections. Okay. Now things were alphabetical within the sections, but there was no indexes, and that is the number one thing that people have been wondering: why there are no alphabetical indexes. Well, I kind of so, knew we needed to have our. I, I mean, we we knew we've we've said it before. We knew you know we chose how much needed to be done before we could go live, and then we talked about okay after we go live, here's the list of things and. Improved listing pages, uh, including you know, I mean, the, the alphabets make some sort of sense, right? So, including having the alphabets, having filters and stuff like that, that was all, you know, it's all on the list. It's just hard to do. So we said, right. okay, well, you know, if this works, let's push it live. Right. Well, and and frankly, it got to that point where okay, we've we've got to we've got to stop because we never get done fixing things and changing things and improving things. I mean, that's just the way of these kinds of things. But that was the number one thing that people, and we got a lot of really good feedback, people really, really appreciating the work, appreciating the site. But that was the thing that we heard multiple times from people saying, where's the alphabetical index? So um, just in case that's you and you're wondering, it's coming. Uh, we are working on that. Nick's already got some plans in place. And I, we're not going to say how quickly because... Anything you try to implement like this can can you wind up finding yourself a problem you weren't planning on, but that is coming. But um, I think what we're going to do for right now is we are just going to jump right into this. Uh, we're gonna what we're going to do as we do this is we're going to screen share the lexicon so that that's what you're seeing, and you'll be watching us. You'll be hearing us talk about it as we kind of show you around a little bit. So, uh, Nick, if you want to, unless there's got anything else you need to toss out there. Okay, here we go. All no, right. So, so this is, the, this is the, the, the home screen. This is the main page of the Harry Potter lexicon. And yeah. it does look very different 
and as I did have one or two people say, you know, it just looks so different. Why did you have to change? And if you've been uh, listening to our podcasts and things, you know that the reason we had to change is because, number one, uh, the old site was no longer editable, and it was getting out of date, and we just couldn't keep it up. We didn't have the even the software to do it. And then the second reason was is the old site was not in any way um, responsive design. In other words, you couldn't really use it on a phone or even really on a tablet unless it was quite a large tablet. Yeah, you can see what he's doing there. He's actually changing the size of it down to what you'd see if you're on a phone. And the, it, no matter how you change it, it just sort of sizes itself to fit the size of your screen, which is what uh, what a website has to do now. You know, that's just that's just the way it, uh, a website has to work. As a matter of fact, on Google, if your site is not responsive, if it's not usable on mobile like this, you you get knocked way down on on Google, and so uh, we don't like being knocked way down on Google. We wanted to have uh, one was one more reason why we wanted to have a modern looking site. Now, okay, spread it spread it wide again so we can see it in its in its desktop glory. There we go. Now, if you look up at the top, uh, sure enough, I've already gotten at least one email on this. Notice the way the word complete is spelled. Right there. Now, if you see, you look on that. You can click that, and you will be taken to a page which will explain why it is spelled that way. Okay, it is on purpose. It's not just because I don't know how to spell. There are words that I do misspell. Rather, you know, whether I, no matter how hard I try, I seem to always misspell them. But this is not one of them. I do know, uh, you know, how to spell complete. So if you're curious, I'm not going to read that whole thing to you. You can take them back to the to the main page. But if you do wonder about that, you can go ahead and click on that and read that in more detail to find out why that's spelled the way it is. Up at the top there, beautiful photograph. Thanks, uh, thanks to Minley who uh, uh, we happened to find that photo online, and I uh, talked to the photographer and was given permission to go ahead and use it, which I think is just fabulous. I mean, the colors are exactly right for what we're trying to do with the lexicon. When when we chose the colors, the kind of jewel tone colors that we use on the lexicon, we had, did not have that that photo in hand at that point. But when I saw it, it was just like, okay, this one's perfect. This this photo is just perfect for that. And that brings up an interesting point. We have a lot of artwork on the lexicon. You see the picture of Hermione there, and uh, well, that's one I did, but I took that photo myself. But um, we have a lot of artwork. This is a beautiful one of the Gray Lady. I just think she's. It's actually, I guess, it'd be Helena uh, Ravenclaw before she turned into the Gray Lady. But um, just beautiful artwork that these artists have given us permission to use. Um, and every single piece of artwork that we use, uh, we are using with permission from the artists. We don't uh, we don't put things on there without getting their permission. And uh, if you click on it, which is what Nick just did, he clicked on that image, and it actually takes you to a page for that piece of artwork. You can see it full size. You'll see over on the right there it says the name of the artist. And if you click on the name of the artist, now this page is not finished yet, but I'll show you it's it's getting there. You'll see all of the artwork that Lola Rodriguez has done that she's given us permission to use. Um, and if you look right next to her name there, or under her name in the right fact, we call that a fact box on the right-hand side. And if you look there, there's a little icon. That's the DeviantArt icon. If you click on that, you will actually go to her DeviantArt uh, page, which is where the most of our artists uh, have DeviantArt is kind of where we where we find each other, you might say. Um, so there are um, there are other kinds of icons that will appear there as well, Twitter, um, uh, Facebook, whatever kinds of links that they that they give us to use uh, will appear there. Now, uh, I'm just going to be honest with you. 
we have thousands of pieces of artwork in our collection. And if you look at the um, uh, some of the artwork, you'll, you're going to click on it, and you're not going to see all the information filled in yet. And the reason for that is just because we're working on it, basically. And so typically if there's one that we put in a featured image situation, like here, where it's one which is you're going to pull out, you're going to see that it's... Uh, um, go back to that page in a minute where you were, Nick. Go back to the to the right there. Now, if you... No, the artist page. If you look at the artist page, you're going to see up in that top line, you'll see one fine sunlit day and marauders have proper titles to them. Probably those two pieces of art are on a page somewhere because we've done the additional work to, to, to clean up the titles, add the information. But if you look at a lot of those other ones, they are still just, uh, you can see the underscores and so, and that's the way the file names come from um, um, DeviantArt when they give us permission. That means that that particular piece of artwork is not actually you being used on a particular page at the moment because it hasn't been updated. So if you see artwork and you see that it doesn't have all of the information attached to it yet, that would be why. But they all have their artist's name on them and that artist's copyright because we are very, very, very grateful for the artists giving us permission to use their work and uh, we certainly don't ever want to betray their trust uh, that they put into give to us to, to kind of be a caretaker of their work. Um, if you ever would like to use artwork that we use on the lexicon, if that's uh, something that's important to you, make sure that you f uh, click on the link and go uh, send a message to the artist. We'd have no, we don't have that. See, here's their the DeviantArt page. You can go on there and send a note or send a message on there. We don't have any way ourselves uh, to give permission for you to use artwork that we should that we have on our site because we don't own it. We are just being given permission to display that work. So um, let's go back to the uh, to the main page. And wait a minute, uh, go back where you were because that's an important thing to know. Because I really wanted to keep that navigation to a minimum. And you'll notice there's not a whole lot of buttons and things to click. There's not a whole left-hand navigation bar or any of that kind of stuff. And if you look up at the top, there's the Harry Potter lexicon. That is basically all your navigation right there. If you click on the Harry Potter lexicon, you're going to go back to the home page. If you click on the little down arrow that's next to it there, then you get some choices. You can go to our, directly to our blog. You can go directly to our podcast. There's the blog and all the blog entries. And these blog entries, um, Nick pulled in every um, blog entry that we had all the way back to about 2000, 2001. And so they're all in there. Uh, some of them, it's kind of interesting to go all the way back and find <laughs> find some of these entries from back in way back when and, and see what those looked like at the time. Now, if you look at that top bar, I call that the lexicon bar. If you look over there to the right-hand side, there's a search box there. And if you just click on that, you can do a search. And, uh, uh, you know, so that's, that's, that's the number one way of finding things on the lexicon is to go ahead and search. Now, you'll notice he typed in Harry. If you look, there are, if you look, I know, yeah, great choice there, buddy. But it actually is very indicative because if you look at the right, there are 489, 489 things, 315 events, 281 characters that have a reference to Harry, 200, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, it's almost unusable. And so that's the kind of thing I think that maybe some people are getting frustrated by is that, but, but I think most people are not going to type just Harry. But if you type in Harry Potter and you click on character over on the right-hand side there, now you're going to see it's because, well, what, what I'm hoping for, I mean, we talk about this. Nick and I have talked about this a lot. What I would like, to, if you type in Harry Potter, I would like to see the reference, that's, or the, the entry that's called Harry Potter be the first one that comes up. 
Yes, because, I, I'm working uh -huh. on that. I think that'll be. I know you are. This weekend. I wasn't. I wasn't saying that. Is in. Hey, Nick, how come that isn't working? I'm. I, I'm just saying that. That seems self-evident. These things may seem more evident than they. Then that doesn't mean they are instantly achievable. Let's just put it that way. And so yes, that is a big, a big deal for us is getting that, that sorted out. Okay, so if you go back to the home page there, thank you. Now if you look underneath that, you will notice the what we call the explore bar. And the explore bar is a good place to get started. When you use the explore bar, that's basically a way to start searching in categories of characters or locations or etc. And so if you look there, some of the main characters that you might be searching for are right there. So if you're actually we're looking for the you know Harry Potter, that would be the better way to do it because if you click on that, you're going to go directly to the page for Harry Potter, which is a you know, pretty good sized page, as you might recall, might, might, might expect. But now go up to the top there because you'll notice that it's different now. It doesn't say explore anymore. Now it says related entries. And now if you look to the right of that, you're going to find characters, locations, magic, things which pertain specifically to that entry. Okay, to Harry Potter in this case. Now you might say, how in the world did you choose just a few things you know, for Harry Potter? And that's true. That is a, that's, <laughs> you could, everything pertains to Harry Potter, I guess. But in this case, what we've, what we've done is we've chosen of course yeah. that's yeah expelliarmus right but you know those are the kinds of things that um, uh, that specifically pertain to that entry Harry Potter's may be a bad choice because you know again there's just so many things but if you choose something off of there if you go to um, well yeah just if you go to again you're going to see different things now you'll notice that there isn't anything under magic or canon. Canon, by the way, that's not every entry. That's just extra things. That's one that's a little problematic, and I don't know if it's going to survive all of our updates. But if you look at things, you should be able to find the the um, deluminator. Nope, you didn't. See? So that just shows we've got more work to do. Because one of the things that happened over the last, well, there's about two years that the editors have been working. The old lexicon didn't have anything like this where it connected up to other entries in you know kind of randomly like that and so as we brought information from the old lexicon the editors would spend a lot of time trying to think okay what are we going to add to this and what are we going to add to this what are we going to link to it what's going to be a link to the to the to what what things and what spells and and it's an ongoing process and some of these, uh, you know, we've gone through them two maybe two maybe three times they need another five or six times through because if you look at the bottom too, he just scrolled all the way to the bottom of the screen there. If you look there, there's a couple of very important things. He's way at the bottom, and that's where you see the sources. When sources for a character like Ron, there are so many of them. Scroll down a little bit more for me, Nick. There are so many of them, it's almost not even usable. You know, probably the most interesting ones are going to be if you look at the very end where you've got, uh, you know, the Barnes and Noble interview or the Harry Potter and me. But for a character like Ron Weasley or for Harry Potter, some of this sources thing gets a little bit unwieldy. And uh, so I mean, it's one of these things where we're looking at it, we're thinking, okay, what's another way to do it kind of a thing. But if you scroll up a little bit, now it starts getting a little bit more interesting. There's family. This is what I call a context bar. And the context bar has levels. So it's like uh, parents, siblings, and uh, spouse uh, are on the next line, and then children is underneath that, which is very cool how that all kind of fits together. So you get this this whole family thing going on there. Now, if you scroll up a little more, this is something I think is is really awesome. This is a timeline of 
Ron, everything that happened with Ron. Now, if you look through there, you'll notice, for example, and this is important, if you look at September 1, 1991, and you'll see the first listing is Molly Weasley helps Harry find Platform 9 and 3 quarters. You'll notice that after that it says Harry's first Hogwarts Express journey, because that starts at 11. Then it says across the lake to Hogwarts Castle, because that starts... You'll, or what I'm saying is, not only is it all September 1, but internally it's also organized so that it keeps things in order. And that was a bit of a trick, too, to figure out exactly how to do that. And so all of those events are more and more being... Uh, more and more being uh, ordered so that they, they show up in the correct order. That was something which happened after the fact. As we started working on it, we realized that the more detailed our timeline got, and we wanted it to be detailed, the more we were running into problems of order. Um, uh, so that's one thing that's happening with the timeline, because besides the search function, the timeline is another big thing that we want to add. The um, Lexicon Timeline, which was first written in 2001, uh, was really the first timeline of the Harry Potter universe that anyone created. And uh, I, I wrote it in 2001 and have sort of been updating it ever since. And um, as it turned out, uh, Warner Brothers actually used my timeline for the official timeline that they put onto the DVDs. Uh, of the films, so uh, it was kind of that was kind of an honor. I thought the fact that that you know the the work that I'd done, they they've kind of rolling rolling okayed it. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, now uh, we see a question up there, John Alsh. Who oh, I know, John Alsh. Uh, uh, I'm so glad he's here. He probably <laughs> probably will give, be giving me a hard time for things for the rest of my life. But what it says is, what are the symbols to the side of the name, and are they clickable? So if you look over to the side of Ron's name there, you've got a bunch of icons. And each icon is a very broad category. So, for example, the one with the DA on it is Dumbledore's Army. If you click on that, you're going to see basically a list of everything in the lexicon that has Dumbledore's Army's icon on it. Now, it's not just people, so it's not just a list of, the Dum of Dumbledore's Army people, but it's also anything that the editors attached that icon to. And it can be things, it can be events, it can be essays, it can be a lot of things. If you look at the Battle of Hogwarts, sure enough, the Dumbledore's army is on there, but so is the Death Eater symbol, so is the symbol for death, because people died. Um, Hogwarts, uh, the Order of the Phoenix, Magical Creatures, there's the Battle Icon. Those are all broad categories, and those are ways of connecting things up. And the, the goal there is for users to be able to... Um, to be able to uh, pull together a list of something uh, of things that have that and find things maybe that they hadn't thought of, that's really the goal there. So if you if you click on that and you start going through, let's say the list of battles or, or choose one, I don't care, Nick, whichever one you want to go with there, battles here. So we've got eight pages of these, and you look at that and you say, wait a minute, 2014 Quidditch World Cup opening ceremony, what does that have to do with battles? But then if you actually click on that, which it doesn't look like it's all filled in yet, but that actually is uh, has to be added to the list of things we need to worry about. But if you remember, in on Pottermore, that whole opening ceremony turned into a huge battle amongst the various magical creatures that have been brought in to, um, as the mascots for the various teams. So that's why it has the battle icon. So it's kind of fun. It's a way of kind of exploring in a different way 
if you want to just be, because the lexicon has always been a site that people have just sort of uh, lost themselves in, which is part of, I think, the, the fun of the lexicon as a website is that you just sort of, um, sort of, just sort of get, lose yourself in the, in the in the site, I've had people you know email me saying I'm I'm at work. I've been on the site for three and a half hours. I have no idea how I got where I am, and I can't get any work done. You know that's kind of what the lexicon has always been about, I guess. Um, and so that's what those are. Those are the icons. Kind of uh, opposite of that. Scroll to the bottom of well, I don't. Oh, this page has it. If you just scroll to the bottom of the page, you'll see there's a couple of tags, and tags are a little different than icons. They're also categories, you might say, but they're a little bit less defined injuries for example or um, creature induced injuries these are things which are, are they function pretty much the same they, sh they show you everything that has that tag but again you've got a different sense to them you can have a tag like 12 or a tag like anger or a tag like um, hiding you know these are things which are concepts and ideas typically a tag doesn't have a capital letter uh, and it's usually a, a noun and it's usually or or a, or a describing word like the color green. Notice the color green is on there, and so you'll find that you know anything that has the tag for the color green will come up, and so it's just an interesting way of kind of exploring the lexicon using those tags. Um, Joe's asking, will there be forums on the site? Um, we don't have immediate plans for forums um, right now. We have a comment. Uh, what we call the pensive on every single page, which is a place for comments, and um, we've had a few comment, uh, little conversations going on already on various pages as people will bring up, shouldn't this be included? Um, which is exactly what I was hoping for, uh, because for fans to to say, oh, oh, yeah, oh, there we go. Click on the tufty-haired man who gives Dumbledore's eulogy. Click on that one yet? That was a good example. Somebody right away posted. Um, if you scroll down, their comment was, should this entry also include the fact that the same man officiated Bill and Fleur's wedding? And so I went back up there and said, oh, yeah, missed that. So I ended up editing this, the, the, um, uh, the, the entry to include that information based on some feedback from, from fans. And that's what I want to have. I, I love the idea of fans giving their opinions and their thoughts and, and their commentary into that section because notice at the bottom of the page the commentary section is set off in gray and that section is not canon because we make a big deal about canon at the lexicon and that section that's set off in gray is not canon that has the etymology of the name where you know where the word comes from what that means and it also has <clears throat> commentary from our editors if the editors if the editors themselves wrote some comments of their own some commentary and things which they are encouraged to do um, there's also sometimes you'll see on some pages it'll say um, from the web and there'll be links to everything from uh, essays on MuggleNet to um, Harry Potter wiki articles um, uh, yeah all sorts of things will end up in there from the web and so the intention is to kind of have a part of each page which is available for users to be able to um, add their own comments, for our editors to add their comments, for us to kind of have discussions about it. And, and you know, you say, well, there's not going to be a lot of discussion about the whatever the fellow is that performed that marriage ceremony. That's probably true. But if you think about... Well, there was. <laughs> there, yeah, there was. That was one of the first ones to come up. But then think about the whole wedding... Uh, excuse me, not wedding. Think about the, uh, the whole thing of Dumbledore's... Uh, not Dumbledore's... Losing my train of thought. Tom Riddle's 
murder of his parents and grandparents, his dad and his grandparents. The year when that happened has been debated among fans for a long time. And already, as soon as the lexicon went live, I already got into a discussion. Somebody was asking about that. It's not in the uh, the discussions right now because of this was a discussion that was going on actually in, um, I think, in, on the on Facebook, possibly. I don't think it was Twitter. But I we were it was having. Here, I was I it? I know you were part of it, but we the the discussion we we had basically was you know what exactly is the year of those attacks, and. That's the kind of discussion that I think is so important that we have on these pages because fans expect the lexicon to be um, to be uh, I, I authoritative, I guess, because we, we, we work very, very hard to be that and to make sure that we stick right with the canon that's given. And so when there are these things where there's these discussions and these, um, I think it's on the one where the, the murder, actually, if you're looking for the event, I'm looking for the uh, events. Mm. How would I look at events? That would help. You know, it'd be nice if there was something on the side that you could click on that would say just show you the events. Mm. Interesting. Oh, this because look at your look at your uh, look at your search term. You're narrowing it down a lot. But click on do this. I'll show you a way to get there. Click on Morphin admits to murders he did not commit and goes to Azkaban. Just click on that. Okay. Now scroll to the bottom and go to the Go to the timeline. There you go. Should be able to find it in there, right? If you can't, then we're in trouble. Let's see. It's going to be... I'm so glad we chose this particular example. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a great idea. Let's just... <laughs> because it really should be on there. This is an event. And here's the thing. An event time timeline is automatically created. It automatically pulls events. But hey, look, I see... Wait a minute. I see a December 7 attack on Pearl Harbor on there. That means that the, the Morphinus frame for the Riddle murders is is um, not um, t correctly tagged as a wizarding event. That's why. It says wizarding world. Hmm. Maybe well, that was my theory. Anyway, the point being that that at the bottom is an automatically generated timeline. It goes into all of the events, and it finds the 10 before and the 10 after the event that you're looking at. Now that's what happens on an event page. And that sort of timeline is what we are working on having an actual separate timeline system so that you can actually go and instead of just being a tiny little timeline at the bottom of the page, that will be an entire uh, like a timeline tool or app all on its own. So that's coming yet too. But now we've got to really figure out what the heck is going on here because we should have been able to find this. I wanted um, to make a uh, before we get off on another. Yeah, go right ahead. I've been talking a lot. Yeah, I wanted to make a comment. One of the go back to Tufty. All right. Uh, one of the comments I've saw in uh, feedback is, you know, we get, you know, why did you have to change the lexicon? It was fine the way it was. And you touched at it at the beginning where the lexicon was basically uneditable. Um, you could edit, you personally could edit it using, you know, a really old copy of Dreamweaver. Um, and, but you would have to do everything yourself and, uh, and making a quick correction like you did in this case. When somebody posted that comment that, this page didn't mention that this person did the you know thing. You were able to make that edit within minutes 
of that in, you know, of that event. The only, probably the only thing you had to do is figure out exactly which chapter it came from. <laughs> um, right. You know, that was like literally, that, and, and that was just a matter of you figuring out canon. You were able to, you know, we can't say I'm, I'm purposely logged out here, but, you know, if you were logged in, right here on the top of the page, there'd be an edit page right here on the page. So mm-hmm. you see that comment, you pull it up and say, my goodness, this is correct. Hit edit page, and you've made that correction. And just to be clear, I can see an edit page. Most people do not see edit page up there. That's that's yeah. <laughs> only our editors get to edit pages. Right, that's what I'm saying. Not, this is not I a wiki. Logged, I am logged out at the moment, so this is what a normal person would see. Okay. Uh, but when you are on the page, or any one of our you know wonderful editors, you know they can very quickly make corrections. What, um, exactly. I know one of the things that you posted in our little uh, group uh, for the editors at one point. You said you know. You want to do some editing, but you don't know where to start. Just pick a page, edit it, and then just start clicking links, and then go edit those pages. And yep. I call that meander editing. Meander just wander editing. around. It's and we laugh because we'll we'll edit for. I've gone in before with one idea. Okay, I'm going to fix this one page, and three hours later, I, you know, I've added six events, I've edited twelve things. I, you know, like who knows where you end up when you do that? But yeah, that's a lot of fun actually. Just kind of, but that does bring up the fact that. This is always going to be a work in progress. This is the sheer quantity of information, the sheer volume of connections and links and everything. It's going to just. This is just going to be an ongoing process. Right. Um, so now, off to the right there. Notice a little fact box. Uh, that's one of these things that. Uh, is not on every page, it's on every character page, but some of the kinds of entries don't have them. Um, but that's very, uh, the. it's not true of this one, but on most characters, if you're going to see, let's say if you were going to look at Trelawney, for example, um, go to Trelawney's page, you can do that, just type her in there. Do you know how to spell it? <laughs> no. <laughs> T-R-E. I know how to spell Trelawney. Oh, okay. I don't know how to spell Sybil. We've had this conversation. Oh yeah, because there's two different spellings, right? <laughs> yeah. But if you, but there's if you go, there's a blog post about that. There yeah. is. If you go to, okay, we'll go right there. Now, if you look, notice that, and on the top of the fact box, the name is a little different because there we have the first, the middle name as well. The decision was made. If you look at, for example, if you go to Bill Weasley's page, up at the top where it says the actual name of the page, you're going to see Bill Weasley, because that's what we're used to calling him. I know his first name is William, but the top of the page is going to say Bill Weasley, okay? Because I we decided to go with what people normally call him. Then, if you look at the top of the facts box, fact box, you'll see the full name, right there. And again, that was a decision. I could have called the whole page William Arthur Weasley, but a lot of people would have gone, "I wonder who that is, and what had, what did they do with Bill?" You know. So right. this is this is just I, because I want it to be as user friendly as possible. Question over here from again from John. I really like the timelines for the characters. Is there a feature to have a timeline for things other than characters, like individual books, the series as a whole, pre-book one, Quidditch timeline, etc.? To some extent, yes, those things already exist. If you go to any, uh, uh, like a location, for example, go to Shell Cottage, you should see, and I don't haven't looked at that one, um, probably uh, you should see timeline of events which are things which pertain to that. If you go to any um, any page should have a timeline of events which are specifically tied to that thing, okay? But if you go to the canon, go to our canon page once. If you go go, and this is quite the nifty little thing. If you go to canon here, Harry Potter novels, just go to Prisoner of Azkaban once, okay, and then just choose a chapter. 
or go to about, I guess. It doesn't matter. I'll choose a chapter. That's fine. Now, if you scroll to the bottom of that and you look at the timeline, you're going to see events which pertain to that particular chapter. Okay? Now, if you take us out to just the about one on, on that one there, yeah. And there should be a timeline of the book right there. And so these things are in, in, in existence, but so far there is not one big, long timeline tool, which is like you can just kind of scroll through and see events. Um, I'm not even going to tell you what it's going to look like because we have some good, it's, it's been designed and we have some really good ideas of how it's going to go and I, I'm excited to see how it works out. That is uh, going to take a little bit yet before that's done, but then we will have, a, it'll be a separate, uh, you, go to, you go to the timeline and the timeline is going to, I mean the basic idea is that it's going to start in eras, you know, the ancient era, the, the you know, the the modern era and so these are eras and then you can expand each one of those out to the main events of that era and then you can sp expand it again so that you can see specific incidents so that's what it will be when that gets done but that's not uh, that's not yet so um, okay so we've talked about tags we've talked about the timelines we've talked about the canon picker which is at the bottom there and notice it's because this is a canon page it's one about um, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban You'll notice that it is um, uh, that that Harry Potter canon thing shows up at the bottom because that's the context of this chapter because that's a context bar. That is also the picker that appears on the main page. If you go back to the home page and you click on canon, then you're going to find that same picker. Now let's look at some of the other things here. If you go to interviews, for example, that's just going to take you right to a page which lists not every interview she's ever done but all of the interviews with Rowling that we use as references in the um, lexicon. So if you click on any one of those, let's say, go, uh, it doesn't matter which one, there's one, Comic Relief, that's a good one, and you're going to see that that's a, a chat that she did in March of 2001. You're going to see the usual related entries, so if there are particular characters which were talked about in that, they're going to be up there in that. So she talks about Hagrid, she talks about Harry Potter, she talks about Albus Dumbledore and Severus Snape, which may seem obvious, but every she doesn't do that every those characters in every single interview some of the locations apparently there's locations you can see that some things just simply are grayed out that's because she doesn't it doesn't talk about you know any spells in that one for example then there's interesting facts which it's not a copy of the entire interview you can get the entire interview usually you can see there's a click right right there don't scroll back up Right after a comic relief live chat transcript, it'll take you to the Accio quote, which will give you an, a transcript of the entire chat. And so, if you are, you know, curious, if you want to read through some of these, so you can see where all this information is coming from, well, that's where that is. But some of the more interesting facts and things that we pull out of this, I've quoted down here below, so you can actually see what a, what what information, uh, you know, we. We particularly struck us, or me, because I did all of this, um, in that interview, and so those things are copied there. So, And then if you go down to the bottom, you're going to see there's a place for commentary, there's a place for tags, and there's another cannon picker in case you want to um, move on to something else. You can use that cannon picker to go to another interview. You could use your back button for that matter, or you can use uh, up at the top, you can click on the Harry Potter Lexicon logo. Uh, you can click on the are up there to go back to the main page. Uh, these things have um, icons, so they, they will turn up in an icon search. These things have um, 
uh, tags, so they'll turn up in a tag search. But just for fun, I'm going to do a little, little side thing here. Uh, go to Hermione's page. Because I gave my editors a little bit of a fun assignment uh, a month ago or so, and they really rose to the occasion. Scroll to the bottom for me. If you look at the tags, you're going to find a tag at the very bottom, and that tag says, oh, there's several of them. There's three of them, four of them. They're called Remembrals, and what they are is a selection of, let's say, 12 to 15 entries from all over the lexicon which apply to that thing. This is a Hermione Remembrall. So Arithmancy, The Beaded Handbag, Bluebell Flames, Crookshanks, Gryffindor House, Hermione Attacks Ron When He Finds His Way Back After Christmas, Hermione Buys Crookshanks, Hermione Founds Spew, Hermione Granger the Character, Hogwarts A History, Hugo Granger Weasley, Mr. Granger, Ron Weasley, Rose Granger Weasley. And so those, oh, and Tales of Beetle the Bard and Spew. So those were selected by an, an editor as sort of a curated list of interesting entries that connect up with that particular topic. Now you might say, well, why isn't Harry on there? Well, the, the challenge of this is you don't have more than will fit on one page. You don't want it to have to go to another page. And so you keep it to about 12 to 15 entries. And so you do have to make choices. Hermione was fun. You'll notice that Hermione's ent uh, entry itself had three different rememberalls on it. So if you go back to Hermione and go down to the bottom, four. you're going to find four. So it has a Draco rememberall, a Hermione rememberall, a Crumb rememberall, and a Pansy rememberall. And so if you go to the, let's say the Pansy rememberall, you're going to see a curated list of things which connect up to that particular character. And so it's just interesting little quirky thing. If you ever see those, go ahead and click them. And again, this is just because the whole idea of the lexicon so often is just kind of exploring canon and, and finding new and interesting ways to, 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 to learn and to, and to make connections and to maybe find something you didn't, you know, didn't know about or you forgot about. Because so often we, we read about it and go, Oh, that's right. I forgot all about that particular little thing, and or how that worked, or or oh, okay. Well, how did that go again? Or who was that person? And because remember, we're using we have um, uh, uh, some canon sources which are a little bit more obscure. Some people don't have access to. In fact, hardly anybody has access, for example, to uh, the Daily Prophet newsletters. And so, yeah, you can find a lot of information of what's in the Daily Prophet newsletters, which otherwise, you know. They're basically inaccessible because we're not allowed to share them. We've been asked not to, not to share them, and so we can give a lot of information about them, but we can't just reproduce the whole thing. So you're going to see a lot of information about probably something that you don't know much about. If you look at that, you probably have, I'm sure, very very few people have ever read these things, but this will give you the the best look we can give to you of what's in there because they're delightful. They're just really a lot of fun. Um, uh, Joe says, we should use the feedback form to report an issue with something on the site, right? Absolutely. Yep, use the feedback form, which is found up in the Harry Potter lexicon uh, menu right there. This is uh, feedback. If you click on that, you can fill that out. That goes in a message directly to, well, Nick sees it and I see it because it comes up in the feedback link on our control panel for the whole site. Um, typically, I also get it into my email, and I is, is pretty much answer every single one. Uh, on feedback. 
if you just want to bring up something like uh, if you're reading it and you, you want to make a comment like you know uh, to almost like a, your own commentary your own thoughts rather than feedback go ahead and use the pensive on the bottom of that page since each page has one and uh, go right ahead and add add your own comments to it of what of what you're thinking um, if you think there's something should be added to that that particular page great put it in the pensive just like that person did with the tufty haired man um, put it there because you know we monitor these things and so we're gonna see it and and we're gonna be able to take a look at it um, so yeah definitely definitely you should do that by the way I noticed uh, somebody said is that Joe somebody said um, did you by chance request chapter artwork of Mary Grand Praise from Warner Brothers yes I did uh, back in 2001 I received um, a, I have a, I have a copy of it printed um, a fax from them at my request of whether we could use the um, chapter art there it is on the gob on that particular chapter the goblin the the chapter art by Mary Grand Pre, uh the whether we could use that and uh, we got permission from them. It had to be from Warner Brothers, surprisingly enough, not from Scholastic. And so we have permission to use that art, otherwise we wouldn't we wouldn't be using it. Um, I have to say there are a few pieces of artwork here and there, not artwork, usually images of a couple things from Pottermore and things which we have put on, usually in a small form, not the full size. Um, but there are a few of those around and there are also some of the um, uh, uh, famous wizard cards by Electronic Arts. A few of those images are on there too. Um, but uh, uh, those are not artists per se, but uh, just to, to say that those are on there, yes. Um, and then there was another question I thought was on there too. I kind of jumped off of the list uh, of what was up there, but let's see. Um, uh, do you or will you ever reference conversations or general Harry Potter related thing that have appeared in other Harry Potter websites either past or current for instance Jenna's unofficial Harry Potter fan club from back in the day any of that kind of stuff can go on a page absolutely it would go in that commentary section uh, my goal right now one of the things Nick and I've been talking about and this is on the list but I don't think it's the first thing on the list is to have automatically look at let's say a page like Oh, I, you know, Barty Crouch Jr. or whatever, and to automatically uh, put a link to um, the same page for from the right, right there, Barty Crouch Jr. character, right in the middle. And if on the bottom of that, there would be, uh, if you look at the bottom, if you in that section, you'll see, oh, there's some good commentary. Somebody's written some notes. Hufflepuffskin is um, somebody who, her, she, her job on the lexicon is to go in and add commentary. She's someone who's a, got really, really good insights. She's very, participates a lot on MuggleNet um, and MuggleNet Academia podcast uh, in their forums, just talking about some really good stuff she's got. She's got some wonderful insights and so her job on the lexicon is basically to go in and add these kinds of notes and I've told her always make sure that she kind of signs her name on them so that she gets credit. Um, but I would love to see on a, a, a from the web because there doesn't happen to be one on here. We've got etymology and notes but if there was a from the web on here and have it automatically put a link to the Harry Potter wiki uh, page about Barney, Barty Crouch just so that because they include things that we don't include. They're going to include things from the film, um, and, and that's just the fact of it. And there are people who would like to know that information as well. Even though it's outside of our, you know, the boundaries of what we do, people do want to see both 
you know, all that information as well, which is great. I have no problem with that. And so I love the idea of us putting a link down there so that if, if you want to continue, you know, your your research, here's here's what you can do. Um, so that's kind of... It's going to, be, going to come in the fact that, uh, you know, trying to do that automatically is hard when they don't name things necessarily the same way we do. We named this Marty Crouch Jr. They named it Bartimius Crouch Jr. That's so, true. So sometimes, yeah. you know, I'll do my, uh, you know, yeah. I've seen the plants are working a script, but if I can't necessarily find the exact link, it'll be hard to do. So. Well, you know, and we'll, you can always we'll put them in manually. That's a, we can do it manually, but it would take forever. Yeah. So. Right. I'll put in as many as we can. Okay. Automatically, but uh, like I don't like with the way I write the script, I can't for sure tell you that it would notice that this is the same page. Right. Well, I wouldn't expect so. Yeah. Right. Because it's now, just um, spelled so differently. Uh-huh. Sure. So I'd also like to, if you look, if you think about those canon pages, if you've ever seen a website called the Harry Potter Companion, which is created by um, uh, uh, somebody who used to be one of our editors and who's gone off to create this brilliant, brilliant website called the Harry Potter Companion. Uh, and um, uh, her name is Josie Kearns, and she has this beautiful, beautiful site, and every single chapter, if you look at Harry Potter chapter by chapter, every single chapter has fan artwork, again, only by with permission, but uh, just some beautiful, beautiful stuff that, he, that that's on there, and uh, um, then some commentary about it at the bottom. It's just, it's, it's just a beautiful website. That picture is gorgeous. Isn't it? Um, and uh, Love the color. Uh-huh. That those pages, there's one page for every chapter. Well, see, to me, that's another thing that we could put that that we could put that that so page that, on the companion. Have, I'm certain because yeah, it looks like it's done in a reliable way. Right. <laughs> that's because Josie used to work for the Lexicon, so <laughs> um, and that's that's kind of where they learned, where, at least to some extent, where they learned about websites and things like this. I don't want to full claim anything, but I mean, I'm sure that was. That that that's a, a fabulous resource, and so I'd like to do that where every one of those chapters is just linked up on our from the web link on the bottom. Um, another question came up. Joe says, "Any artwork on the lexicon from the Harry Potter trading card set, which is no longer published?" If you're talking about the Harry Potter uh, trading card game, uh, no, I don't have any permission to use those. Those came from uh, Wizards of the Coast is the ones who has those now owned by Hasbro, but um, they. Just like the people who did Pottermore, Pottermore art, which is called Art Hawk, and um, Lightmaker, who did the original rolling artwork, um, they do not own those copyrights to give me permission to use them. And I have not been able to get anybody from anybody who knows anything about it at at any of these places. So I and I haven't tried either because uh, that artwork is beautiful. I would love to use some of those cards some of that card artwork, but um, yeah, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't have any of that. We do put some of the original um, um, rolling website, we have some images from that, that's right, we do, from that Lightmaker created. So, but, um, okay, notice again, uh, if, you're gonna, if you're in this situation, you're thinking, okay, look at the right-hand side, because you do a search for Weird Sisters, Notice you have eight characters, eight events, eight things, five sources, one place. But if you keep going down, you have categories. <laughs> Those categories are things which are categories in the um, 
Those are on the posts, right? On the blog? Oh, the essays, and in yeah. Essays, uh-huh. And then uh, on Actually, categories. Actually, it's on other stuff, too. That's, 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 a, that's a source. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Funny, categories I, are on multiple things, but, yeah. Okay. And then if you look, it says icon underscore str. At yeah, some point, we're going to make I'll that a little more I'll fix that readable. label. Uh-huh. I'm going to fix that label right now. Don't do it now. It's okay. But if you look at that, that's going to be icons. So the Quidditch icon, the Witches and Wizards icon, the Battle icon, and so you can search, you know, by things that are that are by which icon they have on them. Is there anything underneath that? Tags. Okay. Any you can you can group by tags. Ah, this is the one I was looking for. <laughs> that that came from her site. That came from Lightmaker. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. All right. That's, so, that's why I was searching for the weird sisters. Okay. Huh? I thought you were in a weird mood. So scroll all the way down. Is there anything else down there? Nope. Okay, that's it. So, but that's that just gives you an idea of how those things on the right hand side, those what we call facets, those things can help you to narrow down to to finding things that you want. But I can see where, even though these things are supposedly in some sort of an order, I'm not sure what that order is. Um, the, the the fact of the matter is that's not if you're looking for a particular thing and you want to like see all the characters whose last names start with L, there's no way to do that. There used to be because we had a an alphabetical listing of characters by last name. So that's something that uh, we are working on. That that's something we are putting some yeah. time into try to try to um, get working. Come. It will. It will. Be patient. So. Okay. I, I, I'm going to try to get it done very soon. Okay. Um, I'm looking over there. Joe says, do any of you guys like the illustrations from the Sorcerer's Stone Illustrated Edition? Um, I'm assuming you mean the new one that, uh, what's the guy's name? Jim Kay, is that what it is? I have not seen the book myself. Uh, the pictures that I have seen, they're gorgeous. They're absolutely beautiful. I'll tell you the thing I like about them the most, and what I also liked about Pottermore so much, the, the artwork on Pottermore, is that it didn't look like the films. And I think it's so important that we break free from the film images. Not that there's anything wrong with the films, but that is just one set of fans, their view, their idea of what it looked like. It's by no means the only way to imagine those characters or those settings. And I think it's really important that we give our ourselves the chance to get our own imagination back a little bit to remember I, you know, for some people they've never known Harry Potter when there wasn't films but for those of us that were reading the books before the films came out we were through four books before we ever saw a film and so we had a lot of visualization in our mind of what Harry Potter looked like what this world looked like what the creatures looked like and at that time, fan art was the way that all of these were being expressed, and there was so many different ways of, of seeing it. And very, very quickly, when the film started to come out, it all kind of coalesced into, well, there's just one version of Harry Potter. But, you know, there's all different ways of imagining that character, and which is one of the reasons why on the lexicon we don't use any images which are, you know, images from the film. I don't mean just like like film stills, but I mean that artwork that looks like the actors or the. I mean, I love that Hagrid's hut. Isn't that amazing? Um, but the we don't use we don't use um, artwork that looks like the films. 
Um, and that's not, that's intentional. It's not because we don't like the films. It's just that we want to show all different versions. If you look at the borough, for example, we would have, you know, I don't know how many different um, versions of artwork of the borough. I mean, if you see, there's one which, okay, there's two right there. Okay, if you go back to that search thing, you'll see two of them right there, two different different versions, visions, if you will, of what the borough might look like. If you scroll down, I see Dartmoor's on there too. But, um, you know, but this there's this beautiful stuff. I mean, look at these pictures. These are just gorgeous. I love this one because like, I look at the little tire swing and, and things like this. This one's just great. This is, you can just look at that and find little details all over the place. But that's that's kind of one of the things we do on purpose. If we want to have different versions and visions of that, yeah, isn't that something? I was on Dartmoor. That's an absolutely beautiful photo. Isn't that something? So that's where the Quidditch World Cup was uh, was uh, was uh, played out there on Dartmoor, the one in, in Goblet of Fire. So Joe says, I had collected Pottermore chapter artwork and backgrounds up to Goblet of Fire. Then sadly they changed Pottermore before I could grab the rest of the images. I hate that they incorporated the movies into Pottermore. Uh, well, we could have a whole discussion about Pottermore. Um, yeah, I will say, <laughs> I will say, Joe. Uh, rest assured, there are those uh, in fandom who have archived every single image from Pottermore, just so you know. So they're around, I promise you. But yeah, because what I liked about that is that the images on Pottermore actually matched the book, right. whereas the film didn't. And so, like for example, if you go to well, uh, okay, search for entrance hall, or yeah, entrance hall, I think. And if you click on that right there, and if you scroll down to the commentary section, I think that's where I put two photos, small versions. No. no. Oh, well, okay. Maybe I didn't. I know I put them on one of those pages for the ground floor. But basically what it is is the pictures on Pottermore give you a... a you might go to a marble staircase to, I don't know, Great Hall, somewhere, first floor, I don't know, ground floor of Hogwarts. But the the idea is that, that oh, they're there. What'd you so click on? Ground floor. Oh, well done. Okay. I went up All a right. level. Okay. See, so This yes. thing is a tiered system, so we're on ah. the ground floor, so you can see all the things. So ah, I see what you did there, Nick. Yeah, That's we good. were on the entrance hall page. Uh -huh. I just went up a level to ground floor. Okay, yeah, kind of, you're kind of a smart Alex tonight, aren't you? Okay, <laughs> but anyway, but those those two pictures give an, a a canon view of what that looks like. the The staircase just goes up to the first floor. That's it. It doesn't go up 22, you know, with swinging staircases left and right. It's just one big marble staircase going from the from the ground floor up to the first floor. That's it. And so I, I love the fact that Pottermore didn't, I mean, they, they tried to show what the books said. And so to me, the Pottermore images are probably the closest to Rowling's version of these, these things. I want to make them bigger. You can't. Because no, we don't and have permission I, on these. <laughs> well, that wasn't why, perfectly honest with you. Because remember for a while there, it's, uh, if something happened and all when oh, we yeah. inserted images, they weren't uh, going clicking through. I had put those in during that time, and I just never fixed it. And I don't know that I will for that very reason, is I don't technically have permission. And so if you're using a small thumbnail version, that's usually legal to do that. But full versions, maybe not. But so, 
So yeah, you're just going to blow up the screen is what you're going to do. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, oh, they're so okay. pretty. Uh, they are. <laughs> oh, so, I'm going to go back to the old part <laughs> Well, you know, and there is that. There's, there's, there is something to be said for that. I mean, what about why can't we just have the old Pottermore? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know why they switched. I, well, I really you don't. Know, I, I want to go back to the old jkrowling.com and try to get through the door. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and you know we had those on the Lexicon for a while. Yeah. We, I had, know. we had the actual functioning doors. Mm -hmm. I got a little phone call on that one. So, <laughs> I'm like, uh, you got to take those down. It's like, oh, okay. Um, but, uh, uh, what was it we were saying? Oh, um, Pottermore. I think it's one thing that they really needed to do, and I, I mean, we fans will say, no, you didn't need to do that, but I think they did as an organization, is I think they really wanted to somehow find a way to incorporate the new material that was coming out, which did not, was not just the books. Right. And, you know, those of a lot of us, like here at the Lexicon, say, well, but that's that's not, we don't care about that, but we do because it's Fantastic Beasts, it's Cursed Child, and those are canon, you know, in whatever form they are. But you have, you know, the theme parks. You have, you have so many things now which are part of this larger, um, you know, what they now call J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World. And, you know, I, I mean, I wish that they would have either added on to Pottermore to have a separate section, which was, um, you know. The, the, the going through the books, if they would have kept that, and then have another section, which was all of the movie and film and all that kind of stuff that they have now, instead of having to totally get rid of it, it seems to me they could have just sort of added on and had them both, or make a new make a new website, make a new, you know, Pottermore being what it is, seriously. Okay, it's a fan site, what can you say? Okay. I, I, I will say, I want to say this. I am fine with them changing, you know, realistically, a lot of the stuff they did on Pottermore, they did for the same reason we did the new lexicon. That is to say, this is, at the very least, a responsive designed site that works just fine on mobile. The old site didn't look on work on mobile at all. Um, ah. Because it was all Flash. Everything on it was Flash, which doesn't work on iPhones, doesn't work on iPads, doesn't even work on Android phones. So, you know, yes, a lot of it they had to they had to change. That said, they didn't have to do this. Yeah. This is what I have a problem with. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they actually had a story that basically said what well, was something like eight reasons that you're gonna love Draco Malfoy. I'm sorry, uh, you just jumped the shark, okay? But um, the point being that. There's there's a lot of really good material on here. There really is. I just hate to lose all that stuff that we already had. Yes, I, I, I also guess... hate to lose the the, the old. You can see, like, you know, that this picture came from the old one, and mm -hmm. they brought it in. I sure. want all that chapter art to still be here somewhere. And right. Hopefully, they'll bring it back someday. And they um, are. I mean, they use it, you know, quite often, uh, right in and amongst all the, the the film stills and things like this. But yeah, I, I guess. I guess I can see that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel a little defensive about the fact that we changed the lexicon, and then people say, "Why did you change it? I like the old one." And I have to, well, you know, we had to because I guess I have to give them, I have to give them the benefit of the doubt as well if they had to, the same sort of, you know, requirement on them. Um, John says, speaking of the cursed child, I assume all that information will be up on the site on eight one. I don't know about uh, all that information. 
Um, maybe 831. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we have a whole staff of editors who are, are ready to start editing and adding information. And well, let me, let me tell you the procedure. This is what will happen. Um, we'll all read the book. Uh, then we'll have, get into this massive canon discussion on the on the editor fan page, uh, the an editor um, Facebook group page, uh, which is great fun. It's just like the old days. So we're in these huge discussions. At the same time, I'll be creating a spreadsheet with a list of all of the new entries which need to be created and all of the entries which I think need to be updated based on what I'm reading. And I will start working on that, and I will start creating new entries, but they will be blank. And so if there's a new character, uh, I will say that character, I will, I will make an entry, and it'll be a, just a blank entry. And if you are cruising around the lexicon and you come across an entry for Joe Blow, whoever this person is that's new, um, and you click on it, there will be nothing there. Um, feel free to leave me some feedback, but guess what? We already knew. Because what will happen is then over the course of the next week or two, the editors will start going in and filling in all those entries. Typically nobody creates new entries except me. Now I say that knowing perfectly well there's at least four or five of our editors who create new entries all the time. But that's the basic idea is that rather than have everybody creating new entries, I kind of, I, I'm, I'm kind of the filter to make sure that everything that's being created is something that either needs to be created or I'll, I'll, I'll decide if it's something that, that it instead should go on an existing page because nobody else has the whole site in their head except me. And so I'm the one that kind of is the gatekeeper on what gets created. So on new things like this, I mean, I did the same thing with the um, with the um, history of magic in North America and Elvermorny. I sat down and made a list of all the things and the editors went at it. And they just put their initials on it as soon as they're done. And so these entries are being filled in and created, uh, created and filled in as fast as we can go. So that'll happen all through August. And I would expect that it'll take a couple of weeks for all of the entries to get there. Um, that brings up, of course, the question of, of um, spoilers. Basically, the lexicon basically prints whatever is available. We don't go and try to get you know, we don't send somebody to see the play ahead of time so we can get information that's not supposed to be released and then stick it on there to try to beat the rush. No. But once the book is published, it's going to end up on the lexicon. So if you don't want to be spoiled, the lexicon is one of many places you probably, on the internet, internet you probably shouldn't go because we'll be spoiling stuff. So. Yep. Um, our uh, our producer is letting me know that we've been talking for more than an hour now. So um, and mostly me, I think, judging yeah. by my throat. Yes, yes, you. I've, I've kind of let you go while I've just been clicking random things to try to throw you off. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's like what the heck was that? Okay. Uh, no, you've um, done a very good job, Nick. Thank you. Right. So uh, if you want to, we should uh, do. Let's wrap up with some of the really cool stuff here and. Uh, you know, the stuff that's that's different and unique from what we had before. Okay, well, if you look at the main page, look at that top, uh, right underneath the explore bar, you'll see the, um, it says Bobaton Academy right now. If you click on that, you're going to be taken to the page for whatever it is, and it's showing you the weather at that particular location right now. Uh, and at Castle Bruchot right now, it is 76 degrees. Um, in Romanian Dragon Reservation, it's 59 degrees at 533. Um, and um, all of those locations are as close to the actual locations as we can figure out. Obviously, some we are a little having to guess a little more than others, but um, there's Diagon Alley. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and then in the middle is the phase of the moon, and we put that mostly, you know, because it's kind of cool because it does figure into some magic and things like this. If it's full moon, go out and see if you can find where the moon calves have been dancing and collect their dung, you know, that sort of thing. I, and then I, I tried to play. I tried to play with a feature of putting the moon phase on event pages, and then I realized that that, that was probably not oh, a good idea. No, um, because <laughs> believe it or not, rolling does not keep that. You know, she doesn't consult a calendar of no, moon phases. No, good I, lord, no. <laughs> <laughs> or of anything. Um, but then if you look on the right-hand side, there's the, the current value of a galleon in all these different currencies. But if you click on it, it'll show you, in, in our case, United States dollar because we're in the U.S. But if you are wherever you live, you will see your currency uh, and what the current exchange rate is uh, or you know what, what a, one galleon is worth in your currency. I hope that works. I'll be going to Mexico in a couple of weeks, and I'll see. Oh, find out. Yeah, okay. Now, in the, on the left-hand side underneath that is the featured articles, and there are usually six articles and three pieces of artwork which are rotating through on there. Currently, we only have one piece of artwork because for some reason all of the featured artworks got unfeatured. I think it was probably me. And then to the right of that is trivia of the day. Now, if there isn't, like yesterday was the anniversary of the Battle of the Seven Potters. And so instead of trivia of the day, it was uh, various things from that particular thing that happened. It'll say on this day, uh, and then it'll tell what happened. I Quote should point out that the, uh, the thing for <laughs> trivia of the day uh, is on uh, Greenwich Mean Time, the time zone that Hogwarts is in, where most of these events take place. So the uh, you know once it's no longer that day in London, it will come off this page, even though it might still be that day here. <laughs> oh, okay, that's a good thing to point out. Yeah. <laughs> then so, uh, uh, I had to pick a time zone. I picked London. Sure. <laughs> Uh, the quote of the day comes up there, and that, each of these are it's a database of all these things, and it just rotates through them. Then if you scroll down underneath that, you'll see the latest from the Lexicon blog, and whenever we post anything on the Lexicon blog, including our podcast, uh, it shows up there. Inception. So, and, uh, oh, yeah, this is the, oh, this is the page for it, huh? Yeah. So you, you made a little trailer there, did you? Okay, that's cool. No, so no, anyway. this is... This is us? Yeah, that's us. That's live. Oh, my gosh. Inception. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Although it seems like there's like a 45-second delay there. That's probably good because I'm starting to freak out. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's live on our site right there. How about yeah. that? So, um, but uh, we still had – you'll notice a welcome to the new Harry Potter lexicon article. I would like to find a way to pin that to the top because I think that's – you know, those are the kind of things that should be – we should be able to keep those – up at the top, but we'll work on that. So, right, what else? Anything else interesting, cool, neat, and fun, and exciting we need to show people before we? Uh, I don't think at the moment that we haven't already shown. I mean, the the timelines on the various pages, I think, is one mm -hmm. of the coolest things. I love the family relationship thing you were pointing out. Yeah. Um, you know, that's just one of the things. You know, when you go to Hermione and you come down here. And you can just start clicking around. All right, I'll go to Ron, and then once I'm on Ron, then I'll end up going to Charlie. Uh, and then maybe you click on one of those events under yeah. Charlie, and yeah, where you go. Now we're we're on Norbert now. Uh, oh, Norbert. Yeah. What about Norbert? So go to go to characters. Yeah. Anything with a name is a character, by the way, even though it's an animal. So if you click on Norbert, Norbert. Oh yeah. Okay. Sure, that's cool. Right. So let's try, let's see. How about uh, motherly love? Wait a minute, there's a tag for motherly love. 
Oh, what do you know? Andromeda Tonks. Oh, because it's mother of of, of um, Nymphadora Tonks. How about that? So you can do that. You can end up just... Oh, and there's a big commentary. Hold on. I have to read all of... You see what I mean is that it's... Uh, oh, I, I haven't even read those notes. Andromeda is a fascinating character who broke the bad Slytherin stereotype. And like her cousins, Sirius and Regulus Black defied Voldemort. Oh, fascinating. So, again, you've got... Uh, you could, you could spend... I could spend hours with this. This is amazing. It's probably by the person who wrote this essay here. <laughs> that could be. Oh, yeah, because that's a wonderful essay. So the point being that the lexicon, uh, yes, those things we're still working on, of course, but uh, I just, I, I'm very excited about it. I think this has been a, uh, it's been so much fun to, to be putting this all together and to, um, work with the people that we're working with, with, all these editors who have been putting in so much time, and all of this is volunteer, you know, it's just all for, for the love of Harry Potter. And so um, I just think that's amazing. Uh, and the, the, the goal of the lexicon is to be sort of kind of like the heart, uh, the soul of, being, of, of fandom, so that you can kind of go there and you can branch out to MuggleNet and to all these other places, and then this is a place where you can talk about individual concepts, you can read other people's um, ideas and things, and I think over time, as the as the site grows and as people put more and more input into it, I think it's just going to get more and more organic and alive and exciting and fun, and uh, I just cannot wait to see where this goes. So, Nick, we're past our time. We so, are. So, what are you going to be doing, and how can people get a hold of you? Uh, well, my top priority on the lexicon is uh, getting our alphabet pages back so that we stop getting feedback about that. Uh, <laughs> um, it, I, it was always in the plan, I promise you guys. Please, please don't get mad at us. Uh, try to focus on all the awesome stuff. Uh, um, but, yeah, that's, that's top priority, and I'll be working on that on Saturday up until the point that I go to a certain book release party. Um, and, and then I'm sorry, I'm reading after that. I'm just... Um, I don't know about you. What will you be doing Saturday well, night? <laughs> I'm, I'm flying to Michigan on uh, Friday, and so I will actually be in Michigan on Saturday. And um, I've got a family get-together on Saturday afternoon, and then that night I'm going to be going to a book um, release party. I'll be live streaming from wherever I am, so watch that Facebook page because I'll be live streaming um, Probably kind of party whatever's going on. Maybe we'll live stream when the countdown happens till midnight and things like this, and looking at the book and stuff like that. So yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. For, uh, something to something to watch. So yeah, I'll, I'll, be, be, in, in, I'll, I'll be, be in Michigan. So I'll be in San Jose at a uh, uh, at a book release party down here in San Jose at uh, Barnes and Noble. So uh, I'll probably uh, record some video for my phone. I don't know if I'll post it live. I could, but I don't think I will. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I might uh, clip it up and post it up on my uh, on my YouTube page. And okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that that's more than wraps it up for this round. I appreciate all you guys who are throwing questions at us over there. Really, really appreciate that. Uh, it's a lot of fun to do these live uh, podcasts, but it's all the much more fun because we have you guys in there tossing in the comments and so. So um, we will come let you know when the next live one is. I'm sure we'll do one because we seem to be... I, I know we're going to have to have a big podcast where we talk about Cursed Child because clearly once we've read this, we're going to yeah, have a lot to I, talk I, about. I think so. after, after you're back in town, we definitely need to uh, 
Yeah. We didn't really need to sit down. We'll have we'll have time to talk about it. We'll just have a whole yeah. canon episode on Cursed Child. That'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's what we'll have to do. Maybe, okay. Hopefully, hopefully this is going to be a, a worthwhile part of the canon. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see how this works out. So. Me too. I'm, I'm hoping. All right. Cautiously optimistic. How about that? Cautiously optimistic. Good way to put it. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap that up. This is uh, Steve Vanderark and Nick Moline. And we are. Uh, this is the Harry Potter Lexicon podcast. And thanks for listening. Take care.